Welcome to Your Divorce Planner Podcast. I'm your host, Heidi B., certified divorce coach, event expert, and go-to gal for navigating the next steps of your divorce journey. I'm so happy you've tuned in for the tools, topics, and truth talk to start transforming your life today. I truly believe that with a powerful planning partner, you will heal the heartbreak and move forward faster. Without further delay, let's continue creating your comeback today. Hey, hey, everybody. Welcome back to the podcast. I'm so glad you tuned in today. I kind of struggled with what I was going to name this podcast, and then I decided I'm just going to title it and hope that the right people will, will find it. I was reflecting because every year around my birthday, I'm a Leo. My birthday is in the month of August. And around birthday time is really about the time when I start, um, rather than starting the year over on January 1st and the new year, I think of my birthday as the new year of my fresh start of when I came onto this earth. And so I take some time to reflect and reconnect to the version of me that is walking this beautiful earth now and what she's done and what she's learned and what she's proud of and all of the hardships that she's gathered up and moved through. And so I wanted to share some of those with you today. You can call them, you know, eight life themes. And the reason why I chose eight, eight life lessons is because I've been divorced for eight years now. And so rather than trying to come up with 41, that's how old I'm going to be this year, 41 different things, I thought, you know what? Let's reflect on who I've become and the life that I've created for myself over the past eight years. I can tell you that it's really interesting because I was married for 11 years and it feels like it's been a really, really long time. And eight years might sound like a long time, but it really isn't. But I feel so distanced from that life and who I was and all of those memories and my ex-husband that... It just feels like forever ago. I've built a completely different life. I feel completely different about myself. And so I wanted to kind of break down from 34 years to 41 years and what that looks like. And I hope that some of these themes and lessons will help you reflect and reconnect on where you're at today, where you want to go, what's available to you, all those kinds of things. So let's break it down. In 2015, One of the biggest lessons that I learned in year one of divorce, and you guys, a lot of these things are in hindsight. So if you're navigating those waters right now, which I'm sure many of you are, just know that one of the biggest things you can take away is that there's going to be a lot of lessons along the way. And if you can just lean into the lessons in a loving, compassionate way for yourself and know that all of this is part of your path and part of your progress, then you won't have to fight yourself as much. You won't have to fight the blame, the shame, the guilt, the embarrassment, any of those feelings that are coming up that are quite frankly, pretty unnecessary and just treat you like you're bullying yourself instead of bestieing yourself. So one of the things that I learned at 34 was that I needed to move. I needed to make a move or physically move my body. And here's why. I was already a pretty active person. One of the things that kind of led me down the path to divorce was I had extreme body dysmorphia, at least in my eyes and other people around me probably didn't know at the time, but I realize now in hindsight that that's exactly what it was. I would bully my body a lot. And as part of that, you know, I looked like a very healthy person. I was pretty ripped. I was pretty tiny. I was really tough. I was really strong, but I was in a really unhealthy space mentally and treating myself physically just really, really hard. So 
I'm not saying move from this space of punishment or body shame or body blame or I have to be better or I have to do better. But what I learned was I had spent a lot of time in that first year isolating and and immobile and not because I couldn't move because I was literally like laying on the ground in the fetal position, you know, whenever possible, hiding under my blankets, laying in my bed, numbing out for far too long. And so one of the things that really got me shifting my energy and shifting my mindset and shifting my heart space and getting me into this kind of uptick into the level of life that I actually wanted for myself was to move my body in a way that wasn't used as weight loss or punishment. So I created, which you may have heard on other podcasts, but it's super important. And if you're not doing this already, if you're resisting this, I'm telling you, it's going to be a game changer. One of the things I created for myself was a process called joy spotting. So rather than punishing my body to just sweat out the calories or use it as a distraction tool, because Healthy things can be used as distraction too, you guys. Overexercising and physically running away from your thoughts and your feelings is also not the way to go about it. So, but I would get up and I would put my shoes on and my intention behind moving my body was to go joy spotting. And I would walk all around all the sidewalks in my neighborhood. And then I would go to the beach and walk along the beach. And I would just spend hours and hours and hours Rather than just sitting in my apartment alone, focused on, you know, that I didn't have anything to do this weekend and yada, yada, I would just go looking for joy and I would find it in flowers and I would find it in people, roller skating, and I would find it in all different places, in sunsets and sunrises, in all different things to expand the capacity to notice joy because I felt really down and I felt depressed and I felt sad and I felt sorry for myself. And when we focus on that, guess what expands? So that's part one is moving my body. And the other thing that that does is even if you're not like massively exercising, just walking and with the intention of joy spotting is moving your energy in a way instead of keeping it stuck and stagnant like you do when you're laying on your bathroom floor or on your couch, just numbing out watching Netflix or drinking or eating or whatever it is you're using to numb out. So movement was one of my key life lessons. The other thing that that did was it allowed me to start to feel different things in my body. So when we move our energy around, we create this emotional activating pattern. It's called EAP, emotional activating pattern. And what that does is when we move our bodies, it can move our emotions around us and allow those energies to process through instead of staying stuck and stagnant. So movement is really key. The other part of this is if you're not feeling like you want to move, you need to make a move. You need to map out where you want to start going and growing in your life, the direction that you want to head, instead of wallowing in the weepiness and in the sadness, we need to actually plot out where we want to go in our next chapter and then start making our next best step, start making moves in that direction. And we work on that a lot in my comeback community through Joyfully Divorce, the four-month journey that I take women on in group coaching. So if you're feeling like you don't know what that looks like, what that sounds like, what that feels like, now is a good time to get into that community. It kicks off at the end of August, early September, 2023. So make sure you check that out. All right. 
Lesson number two, and this was the second year of of post-divorce. And what I learned that second year was that I am creating my life. No one else is looking around and holding me accountable. No one else is thinking about what I desire for myself. No one else is thinking about what I need next. We are the creators and the destroyers of our life. Whatever you see in front of you right now, the good news is you've participated in creating it. And the good news is if you don't want it to be there anymore, you can participate in destroying it. Anything and everything in our lives surrounding us, we play a part in it. Now, we're not always solely responsible for it, but we always are participants in our lives. So at 35, after I started to move more and make a move and do life differently, I decided that it was time to try new things because one of the things that I hear so many women say as they're navigating this next chapter is that they're like, I don't even know what I want, Heidi. I don't know what that looks like. Okay, well, then we have to, we get to try new things. And I know this, a lot of this stuff sounds really elementary, you guys, but it can feel like a daily struggle to just put yourself out there and try new things. That can be volunteering at a local dog shelter. That could be becoming a big brother, big sister. That could be, you know, joining an intramural sports club. That could be joining some kind of gym membership where you have classes where other people are at. That could be going to a meetup that's posted online for uh, watercoloring or bonsai tree chopping. I had a neighbor who did that once and we don't know what we don't know until we try. Maybe salsa dancing, maybe hip hop dancing, maybe roller skating or rollerblading. And if you have to give yourself the chance to try new things, talk to new people, have new perspectives, do life differently and create it now. One of the number one mistakes that I made post-divorce was waiting, waiting and wishing for my life to change, waiting and wishing for the sadness to drop off, waiting and wishing for the tears to dry up, waiting and wishing for someone else to find me and save me again. No, we don't wait and we don't wish. We create, we try new things and we create new things. And the coolest part about this phase is just stay curious and stay open. If you see something and your gut goes, I don't know, I know that sounds kind of silly to go to a trapeze class, but something about me kind of wants to see what it's all about. Don't judge yourself. Sign up for the gosh darn class and then allow yourself to see what it brings into your life. Maybe it's going to bring a person. Maybe it's going to bring some courage. Maybe it's going to bring some variety or who knows what it's going to bring. And maybe it's going to show you, this is not something I want to come back to. I had plenty of things and people that I met along the way when I was trying new things that I realized, you know, that was a one-timer. That's not really for me. And that's okay. That's okay. But just try it out. And I would encourage you, if you're listening to this right now, to maybe even pause or after this, write down a note right now that is things I want to try. And if you're not sure what you want to try, Facebook is a really good place or social media to go and kind of see maybe locally what types of things are happening in your area or go to meetup.com and just scroll different groups in your area and see what's going on and write those things down. 
And then when you're having a moment of, oh my gosh, see, I just feel lonely again. I have nothing to do. I want you to go to that list and I want you to try something new and see what happens in your life, what you gain, what you learn, when you just try something new. And when you decide I'm going to create my life right now, I'm not going to wait. I'm not going to wish. I'm going to be an active participant in my life. That created massive shifts and changes all throughout my life, in my career life, in my friendships, in my confidence, in all different areas, even in my love life. So I highly, highly recommend just number two all the way. Try something new, create it now. At 36, I was three years out of divorce. And this is lesson number three, which is really connecting to deep self-love. Finding love again came around year three after divorce. And this is not to say that in year one and two, I did not get curious and a little bit sassy and a little bit, you know, try new things and download dating apps and go down that route. But really, you guys, it was too soon. And my intention for doing that was more to show my ex-husband, which he, I guarantee he wasn't paying attention, but my ego said, I'm going to show him what he lost and I'm going to start dating right away. And I'm going to just show him how many guys want me, right? Again, we we cut, had cut ties off. He could probably care less what I was doing in my this next level of my life, but our egos play a lot of mind games. But those first two years were too soon. I hadn't done the healing work. I didn't have a mentor. I didn't have a coach. I didn't have a therapist. I didn't have a roadmap or the relationships to help me find myself again, which is critical. If you haven't done this step, stop everything that you are doing. And again, join our group Joyfully Divorced. Spend the next four months figuring out who the hell you are, what you actually want, and how to coach yourself through life. My goal in Joyfully Divorced is to really make sure that everybody, I'm going to be your coach for four months, and then you're going to become your own life coach for life. You're going to get all the transformational tools that you need to find deep, deep self-love, appreciation, all those things, which sounds like something that's easily accessible. But for most of us, we don't, I didn't know what deep self-love was until I lost in love. And the only way to find deep and meaningful relationships, no matter if it's a future partner or a future friend, or even with your family members, deeper connection is to create deep and meaningful, deep, deep and meaningful self-love and realization within yourself. Unconditional self-love to know what that feels like at a deep cellular level is something that I hadn't experienced before I got a mentor and a coach. So highly recommend drop everything, get off the dating apps and dedicate four months of your time to figure out who the heck you actually are so you're not attracting the wrong people. Because I guarantee there are a handful of people out there, more than a handful, who jump back in too quick, too soon with the not clear intentions and not the wholeness of themselves and their self-love. And then they wonder why they struggle in love again. You got to figure this shit out. All right. So four years after divorce, I was feeling pretty good, had developed that deep self-love, was committed to creating a life I wanted now, was trying new things, was consistently moving my body and making moves left and right that felt aligned for me. But there were still moments where I, I was kind of blocked off and where I was trying to push and shove my way into different 
into making my life a certain way. And we want to have that vision and we want to have that mission for ourselves and those goals for ourselves. But we also need to leave space for a little bit of surprise and delight and to let the universe do its magic and guide us in the right way. So life lesson number four at age 37, I decided to live by a mantra that year I am available for. And I woke up most mornings and I would say, I'm available for whatever it is. I'm available for more love. I'm available for more joy. I'm available for more clarity. I'm available for love. I'm available for helping others. I'm available for whatever today is going to reveal to me. Making yourself available and speaking it out loud and making it an intention creates a powerful energetic shift with everything around you. I'm available for whatever life lessons are coming my way today. And really looking at light as life as an opportunity was a powerful, powerful perspective for me four years out of divorce. The other thing is that I'm available for walked hand in hand with the mantra, I love surprise and delight. Surprise and delight. I wonder how life will surprise me today was my other mantra. I'm available for, and I wonder, staying curious, I wonder how life will surprise and delight me today. And those intentions are really powerful. You will be shocked if you do this for a week or two, just how much your perspective and abundance shifts. All right. So five years out of divorce, I am really excited by all the surprise and delight, the spaciousness and availability, really being able to step into love again in a deep, deep way with my now partner. It was really, he was probably the biggest surprise and delight of that year. And then my fifth year out of divorce, 38, I realized that life started to feel hard. My business was in full bloom with Joyfully Divorced and the Comeback Community and teaching, coaching full-time. I had left my event job and was really pouring all of my energy into coaching. And I realized that there was just a huge learning curve. You know, When you sign up as an entrepreneur, what most people don't realize is you're not going to be doing the thing you love all the time. What I love is connecting people with the right resources. What I love is uh, helping people up-level in life, find their joy again, feel inspired really create their new normal, that coaching and community aspect is everything to me. And if I could do that all day, every day, I would be so excited. But the reality is I get to do that for a little sliver of the day. And then I have to spend the other sliver meeting people and connecting with people and sharing with people what I do and encouraging people to make a change in their life and paying the bills and doing marketing and doing finances and all that stuff is kind of like building websites and and speaking on podcasts and all this kind of stuff. The technology world is definitely has never been my strong suit. And so I was feeling really overwhelmed in year five. And I decided to create the mantra that year, keep it simple, keep it simple. And this is applicable to anyone, anytime post-divorce or even navigating the legal side of divorce. Simplify this. And stop telling yourself that it's hard. Let it be simple. I know not everything is easy. A lot of times you hear coaches and mentors and and gurus saying like, it's easy, it's easy. Well, the truth is it is hard. Okay, I'll give you that. It is hard. But there's a difference between easy and simple. And so many times 
our egos get in the way, our busy brains get in the way, we forget to slow down, and our emotions get so heightened and we're on the emotional roller coaster that we forget that this thing that we're trying to accomplish is actually very simple. It's one step. It's one thing. It's one breath. It's one phone call, right? It's one little thing. So whatever you're going through today, I want you to ask yourself, how can I make this simple? Because you're probably overcomplicating it. Simplify, simplify, simplify. I love using the acronym KISS. Keep it simple, sweetie. Keep it simple, sweetie. (laughs) So kiss, kiss. Sending you all the kisses to keep it simple, sweetie, this week. All right, six years out, I'm feeling a lot more aligned and and simplified in my life. And at year 39, (laughs) I decided to subscribe to the theme, give less shits. Give less shits. Stop letting comparison syndrome, perfectionism, and worry the upper hand. Because the reality is, as much as we think other people are whatever, thinking whatever they're thinking about us, they're not. And even if they are, why do we let it hold us back? That is one of the biggest joy blockers ever. It's one of the reasons that we suffer through divorce because we think, oh, what are other people going to think about me? Give less shits now. What am I going to wear? Because what are other people going to think about me? Give less shits now. Wear what you want to wear. Wear what makes you feel energetic. Say what makes you feel aligned. Speak your truth. Be filled with expression. And I had a mentor one time that said, the less shits you give, the happier you'll be. And I didn't believe it at the time. And so I've really, really tried over the past couple of years to just give less shits. It doesn't mean that I don't care about people. It just means that what other people think of me is none of my business. Make it none of your business what other people think about you. You just do your best to focus on your dreams, your desires, your energy, your contributions to this world and yourself. You focus on how to give, meet all of your needs, take care of all of your wounds so you don't project your shit on other people, and then just give less shits. Worry is a waste. And I know that a lot of people are like, well, that's easy to say, you know, but I I worry all the time. I have anxiety. Stop. Worry is a choice. Worry is choosing to focus on the future and what could happen. And I say that's a shitty way to be because number one, you're jacking up your uh, cellular system. You're bringing anxiety into your life. When really you could use a tool that I teach my clients, which is called A plus assumptions. Instead of worrying about what might go wrong, how about you just give yourself the benefit of the doubt and think about all the things that it could bring to your life, all the ways that it could go right? Because what we focus on expands. So I truly believe that a lot of times things fall into people's lives because they've been focusing on that so intensely that it actually shows up, right? I believe that. Worry is a waste of time. It's a joy block. Give less shits. It's made me a lot happier. All right, last year was a milestone year for me. So number seven, I turned 40. And at 40, 
I just decided that I was going to focus on being courageous. There were little things that were holding me back from taking action in moments. And I decided I'm going to do it anyway. If I want something, but I'm scared, I'm going to dig deep and get courageous. Guys, I have ladies, gentlemen, people of this podcast listening audience, do it anyway. I have so many of you come into my community and say, oh, what I really want is confidence. Confidence is cultivated by trusting yourself and being courageous. It is not a trait that some people have. It is not something that comes over time. Well, it does, but you have to take courageous action. It's the only way to build confidence. It's the only way. It's contingent on courageous action. Confidence is contingent on courageous action. It's the only way to get more of it. So if you want to be courageous, do it anyway. And I'm not just saying run out there and just start jumping off cliffs and things. If you have something that's on your soul space, on your heart center, and you've been wanting to do it, but you just keep feeling this resistance, that's just fear getting in the way that's unnecessary. Be courageous and build that confidence muscle. So that was 40. And I love that for myself. And then this year, as you're listening to this, I am a week away from 41. And my theme this year has been 41, have more fun. 41, have more fun. So that's actually actually the theme of this past year. So from 40 to 41 has been to make more meaningful memories. And I've been really intentional about not wasting opportunities for me to connect deeper with people, for me to make more meaningful moments, for me to be intentional about arranging play dates with my friends and my family and just allowing myself to say yes to anything that's going to create a memory. And so as I ease into this next week and next year from 41 to 42, I'm expanding on that intention and it's really going to be all about having fun. And what fun looks like for me is laughing more, just laughing more. That's a big one. Laughing more, lightening up more, not overthinking anything, just doing it. Sometimes I watch adults and they're just so like pent up. They've forgotten how to have fun. They've forgotten how to let loose. And I'm not talking about just like getting wasted and, you know, like forgetting about everything around you. I'm just talking about watch the kids around you. See what they're doing. Are they rolling down the hill? Roll down the hill with them. Are they jumping off the back end of the boat? Jump off the boat. You know, are they, what What are they doing? Get more childlike, laugh more, have fun more. Stop making rules around everything for yourself. Stop being so rigid with your goals. Like hold the vision, have the goals, but let it be easy. Let it be fun. Keep it simple, sister. So I hope that this eight years post-divorce life lessons, life themes has been helpful. You may have to go back and listen to it again if I've kind of gone in all different directions. Um, But to quickly recap, number one, move or make a move. Number two, try new things, create your life now. Number three, 
Finding love starts with deep self-love. Love yourself deeply. Number four, I'm available for, I'm ready for surprise and delight, those mantras. Number five, keep it simple. Number six, give less shits. Number seven, be courageous and do it anyway. And number eight, 41, have some fun. I hope this helps you reflect on where you're at in your life, where you want to go, where you want to grow. Remember that you always have permission to choose again, choose what's next, and um, let life reveal like what it's here to show you. Learn all those loving lessons and just be a student of life. I can't wait to journey with so many of you who are going to be a part of the September, fall, joyfully divorced cohort. We are enrolling now. And because it's my birthday next week, we're offering for a limited time only 41% off the program. I've never done this. This is the lowest price available, but I want as many of you as possible to get in this season. So all you need to do is sign up for your discovery call on yourdivorceplannerhub.com. Click book a clarity call and you'll spend 15, 20 minutes with me to make sure that it's a fit. And then we'll give you the 41% off coupon and you can get signed up. Yeah, so that's that. It's going to end on August 15. And all you need to do is book your call by August 12 to get the deal. So jump in, don't hesitate. I am not someone that's going to force you to join the group. I only want people who are really, really engaged and excited to join. So if it's a no for now, after we get on our call, I'll simply help you figure out your next best step where you're at or give you referrals uh, for where else to look for support. And if it is a fit for me and our comeback community, I can't even begin to tell you how much your life is going to transform in a few short months. Can't wait to talk to you guys. Remember, you are safe, you are loved, you are enough. Go out into the world, shine your light bright, and live a limitless life. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks for tuning in. If you loved our chat or know someone who would, take a quick screenshot and share it now or leave a five-star review so this message can reach the masses. Let's continue connecting. Drop me a DM at Your Divorce Planner or go to yourdivorceplannerhub.com to start coordinating your comeback today. You can even schedule a free connection call to dive into your desires and understand how partnering with Your Divorce Planner will be a game changer for your next chapter. Tune in next week for another transformational topic. And remember, you are loved, you are worthy, you are enough. Take care.